Look up there in the sky. It's a bird, a plane. It's Handsome Boys Comics Hour. Those boys are so handsome. One Peter Parker. One Flash Thompson. One weekly discussion of comics and nerd culture. I am your host, Robbie Dorman, literature geek and writer. And I'm your other host, Eric Z. Goodnight, professional artist and illustration nerd. And we are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour, your home for news, reviews, slightly antagonistic banter, and much, much more. It's episode 167. Numbers are getting bigger. Every Numbers keep going up. Mm-hmm. Only go up. Yep. Well, that is that is not true. They go on forever in both directions. Our episode numbers just go up. Okay. That is a true statement. We're not going into negatives. Yeah. If we recorded a negative episode... I mean, we are. Oh, no. we, we, we can. We'd have get, to read the. We'd have to read the crow again. I we yes. Oh! I was gonna say we can get negative from time to time. Yeah. But not not necessarily go into negative numbers. Yeah, we could call it a negative number. I mean, it's, I, it, it would be like the negative zone in Mario One, or the negative zone in Marvel Comics. What's it called in DC? Or is it negative zone in DC? And then what's it? Is it also a negative zone in DC? I don't remember. It's where Superman puts yeah, people. Yeah, but then where's what's the one that uh, Mr. Fantastic? Yeah. The Fantastic where, Four. Where uh, Johnny Storm died. Yeah, with the Nihilus. Yeah. Ugh, comic books. I know. This is... Speaking of comic books. Speaking of comic books. Hey, Handsmites out there. We got a great episode for you. We're going to be talking about some Doctor Strange later on. Yeah. The Oats. The the Oath by Brian K. Vaughn and Marcos Martin. Wait, I might have read the wrong thing. Oh, no. It did. Was it about Doctor Strange <laughs> eating oatmeal? Yeah. Doctor Oatmeal. Doctor Oatmeal. Uh, before we get to that, though, we have some comic books that came out this very week to talk about. We might just. Might just. Do it up. Do it up. It is time for Weekly Flabbies. Weekly Flabbies is the part of the show where Eric and I will review a selection of this week's books to tell you to buy or do not buy them. There may or may not be a mush meter involved, depending if we're feeling particularly mushy about our decision. Our first book up is Mother Panic, number one. Written by Jody Hauser, illustrator Tommy Lee Edwards, letters John Workman, editor Molly Mahan. This is another young animal book. With, uh, That's a true statement. Along with, like, what, what was the other ones? Uh, Doom Patrol, Shade. Mm-hmm. The change, Shade the Changing Girl. Cave Carson has a cybernetic eye. Mm-hmm. I'm forgetting one, aren't I? I can't remember it. Um, it's He talks about it at the end of this book. I'm just going to jump to that as my I, cheat sheet here. I might be forgetting multiple ones. Uh, this... uh, no, I think, you've, I think you've named all of them because he only talks about those three. Doom Patrol, Cave Carson, and Shade. Wasn't there... I think that's I it. I swear there was one more. No, not yet. That not we, that's been released. That we liked more? I don't remember. No, no. Okay. Um, I like this comic. It's, uh, it's, it's likable. It's weird. It is weird. Much I'm like not, most, I'm not, all the other ones. Oh yeah. Like, like every single one. That is true. I don't know where they're going with it. It's got a lot of weird and fun ideas in it. It's, I mean, Tommy Lee Edwards, I never really saw as a comic book guy. 
he was more pure illustration to me, but I think he does a good job. Um, you know, at any time when the art looks good and I don't struggle to understand what's going on in the panels, mm-hmm. I think it's successful. I mean, he's always been an excellent draftsman, um, almost to the point where, like, it's it's like so good it's kind of boring. You know, it's like looking at art germ or something. It's like, oh yeah, there's another really great piece of art. I do feel like his stuff feels a little posed and static. He's probably because he uses so much um, uh, photo reference. But the dude is talented. This book looks nice. Uh, the the colorist deserves an Oscar. I think looks fabulous. Well, I think he did. Does, his it, own... does, it, does it list? I was going to say, does it list him as the colorist? It says he's illustrator. It does not say. There's not a separate colorist listed. Well, good, good for him. He always has had a good sense of color. Um, but I think this looks. It's nice and jarring and weird and exactly the way comic books need to be. Yeah. So I, uh, I, no, this is good all around. Um, I am really confused by this book, though. What about that it? There's, okay. I just feel like it's the kind of story that I, maybe if I read it two more times, I'd get it. So there's this girl. Mm-hmm. We're given some of her backstory. A little, yeah. You know, she's she's had some some tough times. Um She's she a, loses her dad. She's somehow. a celebrity of some sort. She's, yeah, exactly. She's, she's a rich. She's rich. She's she's like a uh, you know yeah. a, they I, the the character profile on the back calls her a celebutant. Mm-hmm. Which so she's like a Paris Hilton or something. Sort of, yeah. It looks it looks An like her, Yes, it looks like her parents have a lot of money. Something and, happens to her father. Something happens to her mother. Her mother just has some kind of brain disease Alzheimer's, or injury. early onset alzheimer's that would make sense um the father dies somehow that's the, mis- that's, the mi- that's the a mystery we're supposed to yeah, be like no Whoa. exactly no well, something has happened to him is what i'm saying yeah and then she decides to become batman common rider yeah in the sky yeah kind of except so, you know morally more more morally ambiguous and ambiguous i can't I cannot talk. It's, it's 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 pronounced heretic. Yeah, I hate you. <laughs> I just spit coffee at my microphone. Good, nice, nice flavor. I, well, I that's gonna that's gonna make this hard to record if I short out my microphone. I no, I it, yeah, I like that it's set in Gotham. I like that mm-hmm. it. She is clearly not Batman. She's not affiliated with Batman. She doesn't care about Batman. She's still working in that environment. Like, a weird comic set in Gotham, not about the Bat family, is a cool thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, I like, I don't know, there's a, a, the enemy, the antagonist at least, is like, a, 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 it's a very vague idea about art and artist and whatever this, this dude that she uh, ends up saving has seen. I'm interested, and he mentions children, so I don't know what kind of art, he, what piece, like, that's really intriguing to me. About spooky, spooky, powerful, dangerous art mm-hmm. is interesting. Do, do you remember when I texted you and I said there needed to be more heel artists? Yes, it's a thing that I've been thinking about a lot lately. Uh, and and this is that's who she is. She's like a she's like a, a, a mafioso artist, and that those those ideas kind of warm the cockles of my heart. It's pretty intense. I, I'm a buy on this one. On this yeah, book. I think. 
there's a lot of of good here. There's a lot of meat to this. The Gerard Way curated books continue to be incredibly strange, but I I, I think it's it's certainly worth looking into. Double buy on Mother Panic number one. Now, where are the credits for the this next comic book? Because a million people worked on this thing. Mm-hmm. One million. Does it say that there? And I'm just dumb. No. <sighs> this is good radio. I'm. It'll be all gone. You're not. This will not be in the final product. Is it really? There's really not a credits page for. The, I just the main story. Is there not really a credits page for this thing? Do you see it, Eric? Mm-mm. It wasn't on the first page. I mean, like, there's stuff on the f- cover, but a lot of those people are in the backup stories. Yeah. Okay, well, well, I'll wing it. All right, our next book up is WWE, colon, then, now, forever, <laughs> number one. Uh, the main story is written by Dennis Hopeless with art by Dan Mora. There are numerous backups in one page, like, one page illustrations about, from of famous promos. From famous wrestlers, um, the main story is about is is like a telling the story of the Shield and and Seth Rollins, who are wrestling boys. I saw that this was a crazy weird thing throughout the week, mm-hmm. so I was like, we have to read the the crazy weird officially licensed WWE comic. I, as a wrestling fan, enjoy this a lot. It's not as bad. Uh, I, I mean, when I was a kid, I read I read the WWF comics about like Ultimate Warrior, and can't remember if it was about the Bushwhackers, but there were all kinds of these things, and they were bad. They had some of the like this has some of that that fan wankiness to it. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. But it's nowhere near as bad. Like it it feels like it nails the voice. Like it seems to understand kind of what's good about this. Um, it's, it's likable. It's, it's a dumb thing, but it is a dumb thing done really extraordinarily well. These I, are really good likenesses too. I was going to say they are very good caricatures uh, that aren't like, it's not photorealism, yeah. but it's not, yeah, it's not photorealism, but they, they nail it. I think they put about 50 pounds of muscle on Dean Ambrose though. I would say 35. <laughs> Well, uh, that's 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 fine. He does not strike me as like the biggest of big dudes. No, of those of those three guys, of those three guys, he is the least muscled. No, it, yes, obviously. But it, you know, it, it, he, he it, just looks like a dude. Yeah, he's he's uh, well, obvious. Having been in the same room as him, he is much larger than you think he would be. Mm-hmm. But oh, he's, no doubt. But he still looks like relatively normal compared to other wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they get and they get. There are several in jokes in this thing that only wrestling fans would know. And pr- I mean, assuming most people buying this are already wrestling fans, so they probably they're you know they're catering to that audience. Uh, I'm the Shield is one of my favorite things in wrestling in the past decade, probably. So mm-hmm. I'm all for and you know these three characters being the focus of a story. I like the backup stories with New Day time traveling. Uh, I like I like those single page promo illustration no, those things. Are, those are probably my favorite part of this. They're really cool. Uh, I don't know if that's a thing that's gonna they're gonna continue doing forward because this is also like 
I, I, I this is kind of a lead up to actual WW just called WWE number one, like I, mm-hmm. w- which I guess will be the Shield story moving forward. And but I don't know if they're ever going to do more of those promo things. But that's a neat idea. I feel like they did too many in these in this actually because I would rather see like once every one an issue and then you could do the dozens and dozens and dozens of famous promos. But if you do like eight in one issue, you're already taking out taking out potentials from the future. But I certainly heartily endorse anyone who's a big a fan of comics and a fan of wrestling. You'll like this. Probably. There's a fair. There's a pretty good overlap there. There there is indeed. Uh. Uh, I'm a buy. Yeah, no, there's a lot of good here too. As as dumb and cheesy as this is, De- I like Dennis Hopeless a lot. He's a good writer. He is talented as hell. Why does Why does Roman Reigns' arm look like he fell asleep on a on a chain link fence? What do you mean the tattoos? Or he's just... got waffle. He's got he's got a waffle arm. I don't. I I already closed out that comic, so I don't. I I don't know <laughs> what you mean. You don't know about Waffle Arm? I don't know about Waffle Arm. You've never seen it? No. Okay, he's got I, Waffle n- Arm. Now I'm going to go back and look at this Waffle Arm. Is there a specific page that the Waffle Arm is really bad? It it looks pretty waffly uh, all throughout it. It's just Waffle Arm. You, you mean, the, are you talking about his tattoo or just his arm in general? We, yeah, yes, his tattoo. Let's move on. <laughs> I don't know what you... you... You take my joke and make it awkward. That's, it's... You're... He's a he's Samoan. That's a Samoan moving tattoo. On, moving on, we're mo- we're moving we're moving on, Robbie. Okay, double by WWE colon then now forever number one. Odd. It's it's the title. Our next book you're, up. You're insufferable though. <laughs> our next comic is Invincible Iron Man number one, written by Brian Michael Bendis, art Stefano Caselli, colors Marte Gracia, letters Clayton Cows, Riri Williams. Here she is. I I think I don't know. Like I. I really, really like this book, but it was hard for me not to compare this book because I read uh, Black Panther World of Wakanda mm-hmm. directly before this. Okay. And I think they're, I mean, they're trying to do different things. One is trying to introduce a new character and the other one is trying to do world building. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this one kind of does everything very well and the other one... um really struggles you know this one struggles or the or which no, one is are the you other talk- one really the, the wakanda okay this well, really struggles we'll, we'll talk about this that is next. this is excellent i mean obviously this is written by who was this is this is bendis ben, again this is bendis yeah yeah this is this is i mean this is written by a damn veteran and the other one i i believe i've heard the name it was, was Rox- it roxanne? roxanne gay yeah yeah, I I know the name, but it it I don't it's she's not a big name. I don't but obviously she's very green or She's not a comic some... book writer. She's a she like she's a like an ap- academic kind of. She's from the same world as Ta-Nehisi Coates, you know. Oh. It's I mean, we're we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves, but like this the the reason I bring it up is it does the the fatal flaw of not spending time like introducing the characters and helping us understand why they're great, why we want to root for them, why we care about this story and why it's significant. The Riri story feels significant. And in, in instantly we have empathy for her. She's interesting. She's funny. 
this book is fun and enjoyable where the Wakanda book, it's like, here's a bunch of characters and now things are happening. And that's just, it just feels like a bunch of events. Um, and well, I just well, think that the comparison is, is, is interesting. I, I will save my opinions for World of Wakanda for right after this, but I don't like one. I love, I'm a fan of Stefano Caselli. I really like, I really, I, for, even from like a secret warriors, with Hickman, that was when I first mm-hmm. saw that, and I immediately am like, like everything he does, it, and I don't, it, I can't put my finger on this. It's just, it's not, it's a good comic. It is, it's just something about it that bothered me. I don't know what it is for per se. Like I, 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 I don't know. You'll have to drill down and I, I don't figure like something I, out because I this feel this like works I, just fine for me. No, it's not. I feel like I I have keyed on keyed in on the Bendis writing style, the quippy back and forth sitcom dialogue, the 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 West Wing style walk and talks and back and forth and little numerous, and I don't. It is hard for me to see past like all. When I'm reading this dialogue, like half of me is going like, okay, this is her character. These are the other characters. This is the world. This is what's going on. And I go, okay. And then the other half of me is going, all I think is, well, this is exactly what, how Bendis writes. This is his style. And all I see it, like the, that half of my brain is just going, Bendis, 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 Bendis. And I think I liked the, uh, was it infamous Iron Man? The one with Doom, Doom, Doom mm-hmm. Iron Man. It felt a little bit against that type because it didn't have as much of that snappy the snappy dialogue. It's not that it doesn't fit for this character, because it's it's it can. I just I think that's an interesting sort of thing to say, because certainly in comic books, um, illustrators are rewarded for drawing the way that they draw, mm-hmm. for developing a style and just going with it forever. And basically, from your description, it's like you're. It's like you want to punish Bendis for writing like Bendis. It's not that I want to punish him. It's just that you say I've got some like, like you I have like dissonance. Dislike this, yeah. I don't know. I'm not. I don't dislike it. I said it was a good comic. It is a good comic. It's just yeah. a problem. Whenever I'm reading a typical Bendis comic, is like there's dissonance because it 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 distracts me from being immersed. Like, that's the thing. It draws me away. It makes me aware that I'm reading something fiction, fictional. You know, like, it makes me st- – it, it keeps me from getting fully into the story. I do think that's an interesting point, but you – I mean, you read a lot of Stephen King. I do. Do you not get that? We read Joe Hill, who we compared a lot to Stephen King, and did that not bother you then? Because well, it's got that Stephen King style, and you're like, well, here's Joe Hill doing well, – it, the I, Stephen King thing. Stephen King's style is not so much the. I mean, yes, sometimes it does bother me in certain Stephen King stories. Yeah, some cert, especially as he's gotten older, and I guess editors have let him get away with more. I don't yeah. know his seven hundred page novels. I don't like them nearly as much for the most part. Some of them are better than others. Uh, the Joe that Joe Hill reminded me of Stephen King mostly in tone and theme, not necessarily in style. Uh, right. Especially, hey, it's small town 
it's a small town in the Northeast and supernatural stuff happens to a, a small area, a small family. Mm-hmm. That's Stephen King to a T. Uh, and sometimes, yeah, it does break me out of it. And those are the ones I like less generally. Um, I don't know. It's not I, it, that, like that. It's just, that's what it is. I'm not, this is a, a, a beautiful comic that I, and I like Ray Williams as a character already, but I don't know. I just, I, all I see, like, there's a part of my brain that I it's struggling to turn off when I go and look at all these pages and you go to a page and there's dialogue and it's back and forth with all the characters. I don't know. And I like, I know that there's a, it's not, I don't dislike Bendis, you know, he, he's a good comic book writer. Like this comic book works on pretty much every level. Like it does really a good job of establishing a, a new character from nothing basically. And mm-hmm. that is a hard thing to do, but it's, I just need it. I like, it's in there. It's in my head when I'm reading it. I'm a buy with a question mark. <laughs> I don't know how I feel. I'm sorry that you're wrong. I'm not. This book's, this book's lovely. My biggest criticism is how incredibly easy the problem just that that Riri is trying to solve when she's a little child. She's like, I have this great big thing. S- say her name again, Eric. Riri. Riri. Am I supposed to say that? I when you say Riri, it just makes you sound like you're saying like a retard kind of slang thing. I know that's kind of why I don't like her name. Well, but yes, Riri. It's, it's, say Riri. It should just be something different. <laughs> Well, there's a there, there's a there's a reason her. there's a reason that the the Mercur was not a very popular car because when you write it down it looks like Merker and no one wants to drive a Merker. It's Riri. I don't know. I what, don't. It's Riri. I don't care you, if you want to pronounce it with some weird accent. That's not a weird that's accent. That's fine. how I think it's correctly pronounced. You think? It, I think it's R I R I. I say it the way it's that doesn't make text. it sound bad. That's I what I I am pronouncing it the way that it's written. That's If you want to tell me that I'm hateful for saying the I'm words that saying, are on the page. I'm not saying you're hateful. I'm just it just sounds better when you don't say it that way. I And theoretically this character will be around for a while. So when you mm-hmm. consistently say Riri, it's going to drive me nuts. I'm always going to say that now. I hate you so much. Yeah, whatever. So that's one buy on Invincible Iron Man, one lovely our next book is Black Panther, colon, World of Wakanda, number one, writer, Roxanne Gay, consultant, Ta-Nehisi Coates, artist, Aletha E. R. Martinez, colors, Rochelle Rosenberg, letters, Joe Sabino. This is not a good comic book. I would just say it's average. Um, I would call it a little bit worse than average, but I mean... It's it's still the kind of book that I think there's probably someone uh, that there's probably someone that could pick this up and like, oh, man, fighting demi lesbians. This is fun. I don't it's it is a comic book. Like, that's what I would say about this. It's a comic. It looks it has fairly standard comic book art. It's not bad, but it's not stellar. Yeah, the writing, the writing is fine it's clunky i'd say it's it's less than fine but clunky is the correct word for it it's a solid five out of ten correct that's 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 less than good to me that's that is average 
You you, you no, yourself not... said on the Netflix scale. Well, okay, if we're going out of five stars, I'll give it two. Okay. If we're that going out, less than that's less than because that's less than good. a three, I think, is edging towards recommendation. I would not for just an average reader like myself. I would. I'm not an average reader, probably, but anyone like me, I think Black Panther is a very good comic. Mm-hmm. I think this one is world building. If you really, really like Black Panther and you need, desperately mm-hmm. need more from those characters, I would give it a shot. Otherwise, I would really like more good stuff in this world. I feel like this tries. I feel like its heart's in the right place. It's just, it's just not amazing. Yeah, it's not good. I mean, there's like I said, I still think there's people that could pick this up and enjoy it. But this is I don't know. This is this is on the same level as a bunch of like bad 90s comics. It's just I I don't know. It's just not great. I don't it's it is. Yeah, I think it is for fans, super fans of that of the Black Panther comic. And it's to me, it's for people that don't know better. Well, some of those people are new comics readers. And that's that's perfectly fine. So they don't make they that this I don't know. I'm gonna do not buy. Yeah, I think there's I think there's someone that might be hungry for this, and you know, for that fan, you know, if if the idea of watching a bunch of uh, a bunch of African lesbians wrestle, you know, if that's a if that's a book that you want in your life in the uh, Black Panther universe, I mean, why not? But to me, it's it's too clunky. It's not great. I, I think it, my main problem with it is that it's a prequel. Honestly, I think the, for the very mm-hmm. start, like I don't, I don't have a problem with that prequel. I think it's good that we get. I I I, I like the idea a lot of doing world building in this because I'm I just feel so very lost when I read Black Panther. Like I enjoy it, and I'm like, this is really cool. But I want to see more of the underpinning of what's going on. And this does help me with that. You know, I understand an aspect of of these people and their culture and like, you know, this this royal guard. It's it's it is fundamentally interesting to me, but it's just not handled great. So double do not buy on World of Wakanda. Number one, our last book of the week is Shipwreck. Number two, written by Warren Ellis, art Phil Hester. Eric Gapster, inks, Mark Englert, colors, Marshall Dillon, letters. What is this book? Good question. I continue to like it and not know necessarily everything that... I yeah. mean, I think... I mean, some of that is intended. I We're not supposed yes. to know what the hell this place is. Yeah. I, I mean, I they do paint... They, they fill in the blank... A little bit, bit in, this, in this issue. Just a little. Like, you get a little bit of idea of what this special about this guy and this a little bit about the circumstances that got him here, but you still don't know what, like he, he like at least goes, I think this is hell. So that, that mm-hmm. there's that, Hey, maybe I'm, yeah. maybe I'm in hell, but yeah, I kind of had that sense that something like that was going on. Or I said the cell last time. Well, it's like being dropped into the middle of the movie The Cell. Mm-hmm. It's, so what he's actually in is Hell in a Cell. That pay-per-view was last month, so it's too late. Sorry. Eh. They can't They can't do any Hell in a Cells outside of the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. It's not allowed. If you say so. If, if Warren Ellis can do what he wants. 
I don't think Warren Ellis would even would bother with maybe wrestling. maybe he'll get stunned and then he'll be president. That'd be a very strange sequence of events. Okay. I'm I rooting for it. The I world's s- getting weirder. I still like this comic. I I like it too. There's going to be a certain point that if I don't understand what the hell's happening, I'm I'm going to have to pass. This is not that point. I like this was this was Phil Hester, right? As as the artist Indeed. Yeah, he did a uh, he did a uh, backup story in what book? What the hell was that? Mother Panic. I think it was was well, yeah, it was in the it was in the Young Animal book. He did mm-hmm. a backup story in that. Um, that's still a strong team. This still has like the bones of a really great comic book, but it's just just dripping in what the fuck. It's esoteric. It's a fair word for it. I still prefer what the fuck. I, I think that by the end of the first arc, we'll know where he is. Yeah, and and maybe trees will ever uh, uh, go faster. No, that's not happening. I don't think trees <laughs> trees is going to be exactly the pace it's at forever. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Um, this moves faster than trees, and it's it's structured no, it's more like a comic faster. book. It, mm-hmm. Trees is just less like, like a, less like a tree. Less like a tree. It is, it is a strange, weird thing. I love strange, weird things from Warren Ellis. I'm a buy. Oh, absolutely. Double buy on shipwreck number two. But that's it for this week of weekly floppies. No more comics this week. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> I I read I read I read about oats. <laughs> Well, wait, 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 wait. We're not there yet. Hold on. Hold your oats. We can move on. Hold, hold, hold your horses. Hold. Oats are for horses? They are for horses. Good job. It's time for our next segment. It's time for checking in. Checking in is the part of the show. We talk about what we've been up to during the week. Things we've sun, sun, sun. Things we've seen, done, read, played, listened to. All kinds of things. Mm-hmm. What you been up to, Eric? <sighs> Squatting. Well, I mean, that's good for you. It's... I've been up. I've been up to squat. Oh no, I, I actually, I don't have a lot to check in with because I can't. I haven't been able to really digest any new or interesting media. The new, uh, the new Tribe Called Quest album is pretty decent. I've yet to listen to it. It's it's good. It's on the spot, the Spotify. You mm-hmm. don't even need to buy it. I don't think I would buy a copy. It is it is good. I think probably um, what's more worth your while is to watch the Dave Chappelle episode of SNL. Uh, if anything, just for his monologue, which is amazing. Have you seen it? I have not watched it yet. I I recommend you um, I recommend you watch it. It's very very good. Very easy to find. But I think that Dave Chappelle is kind of a voice that we've missed in uh the past years it's 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 pretty funny it's pretty good um but i am a couple of days away from a long european vacation and uh went to the gym and hit a uh, a goal for you know a couple of months goal where i was trying to get to where i could squat 225 20 times it's a lot of times it was really hard it was really fucking hard yeah it's the times. That's a problem. That's a many times. Yeah. 
doing it just a few times not that bad no 20 times 20 times that's a lot yeah that's a lot of times not 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 like in a day but like in a row yeah at one time in one set yes yes it was it was pretty tough but we've been kind of gearing up to it and i threw the idea at my my trainer when i saw him yesterday because we were going to practice box squats instead we did that instead and i didn't record a video for you to watch robbie oh man how am i gonna deal with you being gone Mm-hmm. watch me stick my butt out i have to watch old videos of you squatting which i've watched so many times already i know you're i i you're you're wearing out the button i've seen it it's a good thing that vine loops over and over you don't have to keep pushing rewind if it was on vhs it would have worn thin already there's a really great list of um hip-hop albums i kind of want to share with you some dude in one of the underground hip-hop uh facebook pages that uh, I, I'm a member of the group, uh, made this graphic and this big list, and it's awesome. I kind of want to share it with you so you could see some of these albums. There's a, a bunch of ones I don't know, and I've been looking through those. Um, that's I think I don't know. That's something that's shareworthy. I'll probably tweet that or something because it's really very good. I would I would like I'd be interested. Yes, I'd be interested in seeing that. It's it's like. I don't listen to, I, I very, I, I really barely listen to music anymore. No, I, I've been on a re, I've been listening to a lot of it lately. Like I haven't been listening to as many podcasts or audiobooks or NPR or anything. It's just been all music. I feel, I feel like I'm, I feel happier when I'm listening to music than when I'm listening to media like that. You I, know, I have been writing still and <laughs> I can't listen to music while I write. So. I understand. I mean, anything with words. You can't listen to instrumentals. No, nah, I think I am less productive, even with that. That does happen. You wanna? You wanna uh, tell me more about your 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 NaNoWriMo? Oh yeah, I'm still doing that. I'm still, still writing. Yep, I'm still grinding out. I'm. It's, it's, the check-ins are boring when you have a big project when, like that. Well, I, I, yeah, I, it has changed shape a little bit. Is that probably? Is that kind of? tends to do with the yeah. blitzkrieg of writing so quickly but i it's still a cohesive a cohesive story for the most part <laughs> that's, that's mainly what i'm concerned about uh yeah i can't write i can't i have to basically turn off everything to write it does not work if i i'm just i get distracted by anything um i i'm still doing that i have also i played a video game this is when you go uh? Oh, I'm supposed to be like, what? A like, video game? Like Tim Allen. Dude, make no a Tim Allen way. noise. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, pretty, I'm pretty good at it. You are. Yeah, uh, a game called Titanfall 2. It's a first-person shooter. It's a sequel to Titanfall 1. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a very good video game. I played... People are, people, are, people are talking about it. I played through the campaign in one sitting. Five hours straight. Pretty short. And it's a those types of first person like the calls of duties and the bat i i have played battlefield one i just never really checked in with it which but those campaigns are similar links those it's for the most part those kind of modern or even in the case of battlefield one set in world war one those kinds of shooters are generally the campaigns are like big set pieces but not a long game it's it's like it is the right length i think it is it has a. It's really good. You they the the first Titanfall really had no single player. It was basically multiplayer, with kind of a narrative 
loosely draped on it. This actually has a solid story where you and a Titan are like going through this. Your this Titan has a personality. Like your your Titan is like a sentient robot. So what? Okay, that's what I was gonna say. What is a Titan? A Titan is a giant. This? It's a mech. It's a big mech. It's a mech. It's called a mech. It's not a giant naked man with no. his skin peeled off. No, it is. They call them Titans, uh, but it is a big mech. It's a big robot. They 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 look very like there's different ones some have and you can change throughout the game where you can have different weapons one like is just basically a so like it's called ronin and it has a big sword and mm-hmm. like and they have abilities that can't like one is a minigun one is a rocket launcher one is a rail gun one you know they have all different and different abilities that go along with all those different loadouts and stuff like that uh but what really makes that single player campaign work is the personality of your your titan and it's pretty actually affecting I was not necessarily knowing if I was going to end up being actually like engrossed in the story, but the mm-hmm. all you got to do is make your robot sound like uh, Optimus Prime. That's all you got to do, and you just go, "Oh yeah, I like him. He's my friend." Yep, that's my buddy. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's kind of what the story goes. You, you and your f- robot friend trying to save the world. Um, I've only played a little bit of multiplayer. Uh, I will be playing more of it. It's mechanically, it is super tight and you, you can move re- like there's grappling hooks, there's wall running, you jump in and out of mechs on top of mechs. It is like ridiculously rewarding when you nail a wall run and kill someone. It, and it, it is really fun. Um, if you are in the mood for a tight, rel- like a militaristic first shooter, first person shooter. This is the one I would I, – I don't know. I've heard some kind of mixed things about the new Call of Duty. Um, this is, do, you have it for, do you have it for PC or do you have it for like your Xbox I have or what? It, I have it for PC because that's okay. – PCs rule and everyone else can suck it. I, I was just going to say that it r- probably runs better on my PC than it does on an, you, my, you You guys do have really good PCs. Like I'm super jealous because mine has – I've not up. I've literally not upgraded it since I built it in uh, 2011 ish. I did buy a new video card, but that's only because my old one melted. I think I'm starting to hit uh, a little bit of a ceiling with my GPU well, and my always, CPU. Yeah, I was gonna say you don't always have to have the maxed out everything. No, it's it's good enough. It's cert- it's very even on uh, relatively like medium to high settings. It is still yeah. very good. It looks really, really nice still. And I probably even mine, as old as it is, still looks very nice and yeah. still is very playable. Yeah, I, I'm not going to upgrade for a, a while still. Probably if I mm. if I do, I'd more be more likely just to buy a build a entirely new PC that is just gaming and hook that up to a big tele a big monitor or television that we would it be exclusively for gaming and then use this one for for everything else. Um, I don't know. Titanfall Two is really good. It's extremely fun game. Uh, I would say so you're making me want to. You're making me want to play it. It. Guess what, Eric? Jumping inside mm. of a giant mech and then shooting other giant mechs into little pieces. Yeah, is a lot of fun. Yeah, that's you. You don't have to say a lot to sell me onto that. That's that's pretty sweet. And one of them has a sword. Mm-hmm. Max with swords, yeah, pretty fucking cool, pretty good. And they others have giant cannons, or they have telekinetic powers, kind of, where they can absorb. Really, I really wonder, like, what 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 would be effective as a mech to 
like to have a cannon or to have like an object like that to stab people. I really wonder like what would be useful. I would imagine it wouldn't be too different from tanks. So it would have to be some kind of freaking cannon. Yeah, it's swords just look really cool. They do look and you still have a gun with your sword guy. It's just not as good. The sword does more damage and your your the sword mech is relatively low on health. Like it, its armor is pretty low, so you are you have to dodge around and make don't get hit. You're you're smaller. You're slightly more agile. So I I've been focusing more on the uh, the railgun long range mech so far, but I haven't unlocked all of them in multiplayer yet. So we'll have to wait for that. That's it. Cool. Cool. You ready to get weird, Eric? I'm ready to get strange. I guess. Yeah. Get some strange oats. <laughs> we can move on to our final segment. It's time for Nerd Boy Book Club. Nerdboy Book Club. As part of the show, Eric and I will assign a longer collected work, discuss it in depth like you would a book club, except it's a comic book. This week we're reading Doctor Strange, The Oath by Brian K. Vaughn and Marcos Martin. We you've read we both have read this before. Um, yes. No, i I read this when it was out. I think it was roughly in the same era of uh not too long after Civil War. Right around the same time as Old Man Logan, I want to say. 2007, so that's about right, yeah. Okay, yeah. That's that, that's that, that era, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I, it feels a little bit different to me. This is a, this is a story that made, that really put Doctor Strange on the map to me. I mean, it introduced Night Nurse. Like, when I was watching Daredevil and she was in that, I was like, oh, that's this character. Um... I don't know. Brian K. Vaughn is kind of incredible. I didn't even think of this, that this is the team that was, um, why can't I think of the name of it? Private, uh, Private Eye. The Private Eye. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you another thing. I, I don't miss, um, I don't miss the Vincent Price slash <laughs> Errol Finn, Errol Flynn version of, uh, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Yeah. It's just, it feels so dated, you know, like I don't, I, I don't like that. It I was, just doesn't. It's I, so incongruous with anything that I want in my comics. I was going to ask you about that because this, I, I don't know. There's actually very few, like, quote unquote, classic Doctor Strange stories. Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone knows of Doctor Strange, and he's had yeah. many, many comics with him in them. I mean, I was reading when I was a kid, I would read Silver Age Strange Tales which was like half him and half a Nick Fury story, which were never, never great. Sometimes. Okay. Uh, like, and he's had multiple, like it, over the years, he's had the same problem that the silver surfer has run into mm-hmm. where he is theoretically all powerful, right? He's one of the most powerful people in the Marvel universe. How do you oppose that? What's an interesting dilemma yeah. for Dr. Strange? Like, how do you make him vulnerable i feel like that question is kind of what led to this comic and it 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 probably took someone looking outside the box like a brian k vaughn to even think to write a story like this you know when they're when they were writing you know the original civil war and old man logan and all that stuff um yeah 
it it, it takes it definitely that I, like that question popped in my head because now with the Jason Aaron Doctor Strange mm-hmm. who is has a depowered yeah magic is weaker so mm-hmm. he is weaker and it and it has and like it, and, like he's like Cyclops with his broken powers yeah they they he purposefully seems like a seems like a trend nowadays who else is Magneto who else I'm not sure if he still has. His powers diminished or it not? It looked like it looked like yeah, it looked like he had him back, but it's still a thing that happened. Yeah, he went within through the past it. couple of years. Well, they, all they this. Tend to, I mean, I think he had his he had his powers diminished during the Cullen Bun. That was a Cullen Bun comic, right? Yeah, that, the Magneto, the, the solo series. Yeah, that was directly after the end of Avengers versus X Men kind of fallout, where all those a lot of those X Men got, including Cyclops, got depowered. So it it makes. For an interesting story and this is it's not that he's less powerful it's that he doesn't have complete knowledge that's it's a mystery this is a mystery story yeah it dr strange is more like i don't know batman in this than he is really like like he uses sherlock holmes yeah sherlock holmes that's probably he does the constant yeah the Watson. i know i was trying to <laughs> it's okay he looks like sherlock. You know, he's I mean, a detective batman, batman i mean <laughs> If we're talking about comics... We only read comics, it's okay. Yeah, I know. If you're talking about comic book detectives... <laughs> yeah. Who else? There's Batman, then there's... Then there's Sherlock Holmes comics. Sherlock Holmes. I'm, I, Why is there not a I, Benedict Cumberbatch comic book? There probably is, and I just... I, IDW should, or something. You can't tell me that that they wouldn't sell the shit out of some Benedict Cumberbatch. I mean, they, they make Doctor Who comics. Hell. Whatever, maybe they are selling them, and I'm in, I'm ignorant. I a lot of licensed were public property, kind Usually of. Sad. I just I just kind of we're it's we're probably not going to like it, so I just kind of skip it. No, it's, dude, it's okay. I don't uh, need to, I don't need to read about uh, uh, Bambleweenie Cumbersnatch. Mentioning Benedict Cumberbatch, he is now Doctor Strange. Yeah, it's true. It's. Uh, Still have yet to see this movie. I'm going to hopefully see it within a week or two. Um, I doubt I'll be watching it while I'm on a boat in Europe. You might. You don't know. It would be really weird. It would be a weird place for that's the first time you see it. If I'm going to get off that boat and explore a foreign country for the first time in my life, I am not going to the movie theater. What if if your family says, let's go see Doctor Strange, Eric? You like comics? then I'm going to divorce my family, and I'm, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go eat like a, a a a pig's brain in Switzerland or something. I don't know. I think they do more like shark fin and like Icelandic style, I like Nordic. So, sea weird I, seafood than pig. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, All right, we'll we'll see. I was just throwing out random words. It was basically word salad. This delicious word salad. It's it's weird going back to this. It he, is. He, Feels like Clark Gable. Yeah, like, and I think I mean it's it's obviously by design because no one thought about the idea. He was just like, I'm going to take this classic, bold, iconic character that has a a, a Chinese house slave and make an interesting and good story about him. Yeah. Um. The 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 era that we're in now, you know, and it's based on the seminal work like this, you know, probably the thing that you could point to the most is runaways also by Vaughn, you know, and it's, it's more 
take stuff that's in the Marvel universe and maybe it's outdated and let's modernize it. Let's make it work better. Yeah, the and this isn't this isn't that it, but it's still really good. No, it is working in within it. I mean, it functions as an origin story, honestly, as well. You can you don't yeah. have to read any Doctor Strange. You don't have to know anything about Doctor Strange before you read this, and you can it basically it makes me think of the Grant Morrison one page origin story because it's it's got I think that level because it's a it's a two page spread. I'm mm-hmm. trying to load it right now. And maybe a page or two after that, interspersed in the story. Mm-hmm. You know, it very minimal, very light touch. You could read nothing else of Doctor Strange, like you're saying, and know almost anything you need to know about the character, at least at this point. And it, I like how he gets shot with Hitler's with Hitler's gun. Yeah, there is. It's it's a like it 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 operates within that canon of classic mm-hmm. Doctor Strange with the gray streak, the white streaks and the, 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 the Errol Flynn mm-hmm. God, the mustache. that, and I mean, and the way he, the Rome, I, if there's one the thing what? I don't like about this, mm-hmm. the one thing I nitpick is the romance. Oh God. Yeah. Like I had forgotten that he kissed her at the end of the story and I'm just like gross. Yeah. I don't like, it's like, mm. this feels so put on. I don't. So phony, like so out of like. I mean, not out of nowhere, but it's like no. it, it's not like it never like they lay down that the foundation yeah. of that the whole time. But at every time, I'm like, no, 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 that doesn't. No, ex- exactly. Mm-hmm, I don't no. necessarily. Every time you're that. like, no, Brian came on. They don't. No, I don't want Night Nurse. This you. This I don't. You're. I don't. If it was hipstery Doctor Strange, the Jason Aaron mm-hmm. Doctor Strange. I'd be like, okay, but this weird, like, 50s movie star version of Doctor Strange, or 40s, or 30s, like, I don't... Yeah, it's more like that. I don't, I don't, I, you're, he's, he's, and Jason Aaron doesn't have really any romantic relationships in his new Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. which I think is for the best. I feel, I don't know, Doctor Strange to me is so discon like, I feel like he he's asexual, like not not necessarily because he doesn't have any feelings. It's just that he's just so so weird and so divorced from humanity that, like, see that's that's a strange thing because there were I don't know if Clee was his wife, but yeah. like that's like a big part, yeah, of the Doctor Strange canon is his adventures. With his girlfriend, wife, whatever Klee is. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I know. White-haired mistress of magic. Well... I I definitely don't... I mean, he was supposed to be like Bruce Wayne, that he's like a playboy and a heartbreaker, kind of. Mm-hmm. I think because she's a sorceress, I'm like, okay, that's fine. But I don't... Yeah. Night Nurse is just... You're kind of putting him in the realm of Silver Surfer. Yeah. And that he is out there and whacked out and weird. And he's so he's so busy looking at shit with his wizard eyes that he's not gonna walk by and be like hubba hubba, <laughs> you know. That's that's kind of where uh, you're going with that. Yeah, exactly. And when it, I I I like those are the things that I like the most about this. You know, it's the 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 grounded parts of it, but the way that they do kind of transition in and out to the crazy magic shit that like 
right here, he's like traveling into this guy's subconscious and he meets Dormammu there. Well, or a fake Dormammu. Fomormammu? I, no, stop. (laughs) But then, like, you know, in one of the next scenes, he's getting them lost in the Bronx. Yeah. Like, I just thought that was awesome. Um, and after being after going to New York and reading it this time, I'm like, I get this now. <laughs> <laughs> now I understand. Yeah, there's there's not a. I was trying so hard to find a reason to go to the Bronx, and there was not one. You could see Yankee Stadium. Go to the go to the zoo. Those are the two things. Yeah, like that's all I know of it. I'm sure there's mm-hmm. other stuff. Um, no, that that mixture of. I think that's another, like, drawing clear comparisons to the current Doctor Strange is that mixture mm. of the the mundane and the crazy. Like, you, the, the, those, I think that's important in Doctor Strange because otherwise you just kind of get numb to the insanity. You're just like, okay, yep, now he's in a purple world. Now he's floating in a green place. But if you <laughs> if you're walking around suddenly, hey, it's New York City, and then he sees a giant demon on the street, okay, I I get it, I understand this. The strange pops out. Then you're clearly that disparity between the two makes them both more interesting. Do you like the art in this? Oh yeah. Okay. Marcos Martin is a uh, he is a a a brush pen hero. Shit's gorgeous. The colors, I mean, I'm looking at some parts of it. It's kind of muddy. Um, I mean, of course, I'm looking at the, the the fight scene in the rain. Let me jump back and see how it looks. Because I think it's, no, the color's fine. I just kind of don't like the painting style, which has a lot of sort of soft, airbrushy edges. And that doesn't really do it for me. I, I, I prefer a more painterly style. But the use of color itself, I think, is uh, comic booky inappropriate. I just don't like when the color gets too green and brown and dookie colored. You you see any comparisons to Dick? I think the you know the classic Dicko Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. I think there's it, it definitely harkens back to that, particularly when he draws like the villains and all those characters. Mm-hmm. Like this 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 page here, like what is the sixty three page sixty three with all the villains and the the big square mouth yelling guy. I mean it's. It it's pure. What would you call that? Silver Age. Yes. Pure Silver Age stuff. Like in the the like in the faces, I see it especially. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because Dicko always drew ugly people. He did not mm-hmm. like he it, and not and not always necessarily super ugly, ugly, but not beautiful people. Like just yeah. n- normal people you would see. And I, I think at the time it was like that's what set his style apart from like Buscema or like no one was like Kirby Kirby's weird, whatever. But I, I, I remember I, I like there's, have you ever watched that documentary about Dicko? No, the, I do want to. It's, it's a, it's an old, it's from the BBC. It's like maybe 10 years old now. It's on mm-hmm. YouTube. I think it's on YouTube. Uh, that's where I, I believe. I, yeah. I believe we've even talked about it before, but if not, it has only been a couple of days since I spoke about it with someone else. It's really interesting. And, I, you know, you hear, I think they talk about how it, it was hard to follow him because his, his weird style, like his style did not necessarily jive with the rest of comics where they were trying to, you know, comic books and 
general are like, you know, you want to, it's fantasy. You want a beautiful people. And he did not and draw beautiful people. And Doctor Strange in particular was all weird, trippy stuff. And I think they, I, it's in, it's been up a lot lately because of the movie. And the movie takes a lot from that with lots of weird visuals and camera work and stuff like that and effects. Uh, I feel like Mar- Martin's faces in particular, like obviously the designs are already there. The, like you, they're weird. Yeah. And I mean, it is Doctor Strange, but I, I feel like the way, like that, uh, what's that name of that, um, the, the villain, the, 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 I can't remember his name now. The guy who's trying, the, the, the his, his rival who also went to the ancient one. Oh, why can't I think of his name? You mean, he fights uh, him, fights him at the end. Um, David Bowie. Yeah. Is that who that is? is, that, is David that's Bowie? David Bowie. Okay. It's David Bowie. That's, uh, that's David Bowie. Sorry. Okay. Uh, what's his name? I can't remember it. I'm trying to find it, it. Looked like he was created for this story. Some, yeah, he was. Some Nicodemus, wa- Nicodemus Nic- West. Nicodemus West. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's a pretty awesome name, actually. That is a good name. That's a really it's good a name. Good. It's a. It's a good. Uh, it's a good villain name. Kanye West should have named his son Nicodemus West. <laughs> oh, that'd be good. Uh, that would be good. Like, there's a that face when he's like monologuing to Doctor Strange. In the in the and he has like an a weird eye. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, no, he's got David Bowie eyes. He does, I guess that's true. That's why I said that. I, well, I think of the different colors. I don't necessarily think of. No, he he does he doesn't. David Bowie did not have different colored eyes. He had a, a damaged uh, pupil or something. Okay, that it was permanently dilated and it made it look like one was brown and one was black. And also, what was I going to say? Oh, the the. I like that they, like, for such a small, tight story that this is, and the fact that it also works as an origin story, it effectively, like, it thematically ties in all the medicine stuff. Like, having the story be about the use of medicine, about him being a doctor, about what type of medicine to use, about what, I mean, like, it's, it's still a, a superhero book at the end of the day. It is not delving into deep questions of medicine, but it makes it feel cohesive. It's interesting they use Night Nurse. Mm-hmm. I'm curious where that came in. Like, she's a, I guess because she's a, a nurse, she's a doctor, you know? Yeah. Well, she is a doctor, but yes. I think she might have, she might have used to have been a nurse only. Yeah. They, I, they, He's like, you're they thought it was a sign of the apocalypse that a woman get a PhD. <laughs> you're sure it's not still? Well, I mean, there's a few of them. <laughs> my, my, my sister-in-law has a PhD, so I, I don't think she's the Antichrist. I'm she not, seems perfectly nice. I'm not saying that they're necessary. I, maybe they're just forerunners of the apocalypse. Fair enough. <laughs> okay. What do you think about a pharmaceutical company? As one of the villains. I think that's maybe a little easy. You know, it's a little heavy handed. I do think that it's clever and it does at least make sense. You know, when Mm -hmm. your whole when your whole business model and, you know, you're a big corporation and, you know, you're talking thousands of people's jobs count on being able to create drugs to treat people, mm-hmm. 
it, it, I mean, it makes perfect sense that a magic elixir that literally cures all disease is a big threat to that. Um, I do think, like, I think it's complicated. You know, it's not an it's not a simple thing to just say, oh, big pharma, and then stop thinking about it. That I mean, they do have a model where they are trying to help people, but that model is. Um, it, it is based on creating drugs and products to treat people. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. That 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 model does have its limitations. That in a lot of cases, like I think depression is a good example. That there are a lot of people that you 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 can treat psychotic behavior with antipsychotic medicines, but a lot of people would probably do better for like depression just with lifestyle changes and cognitive behavioral therapy like there's actual evidence for this but you know a pharmaceutical company it, you know it only has a hammer so it treats everything like a nail mm -hmm. that's kind of my thinking about that that and i don't th he makes them look like super bad guys their faces are in yeah, uh, are in shadow and they're mm -hmm. obviously doing a pretty bad thing. But I mean, it makes way too much sense, you know. Well, like I, I, they purposely try and mislead you into thinking it's it's the Dread Dormammu or or Baron mm -hmm. Mordo or whatever, and then it's oh, it was just these guys who work at a company. Yeah, I mean that it's. I think about the 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 current Jason Aaron Thor that mm -hmm. there is. A large part of that is about a CEO who's actually a monster and is is working <laughs> working through his company to try and destroy the earth. Uh, I think that it is an easy it, it, yeah at, and thinking like this is ten years old at this time basically this this comic so it's does it's probably a little less tired than it actually was you know like it yeah. feel, like there's a little bit more probably no. juice at the time. I, it wasn't – yeah. I, I also find it interesting the fact that they would introduce something that could just cure everything in the Marvel yeah. Universe. And because the the question always came up was with the original Captain Marvel who died of just plain cancer mm -hmm. famously. And Captain – and he's – again, I probably should be added to that list with Uncle Ben of the few people who haven't come back. Uh, and – there's always that question, like, how did that happen? Like, why couldn't – you have Mr. Fantastic. You have Tony Stark. You have all these super geniuses who can do all kinds of crazy – all kinds of crazy inventions that technology can travel between dimensions, but they can't cure these diseases. And I think the editors have always been on the stance, well, there's some things you can't cure, like just as a kind of constraint – that there always has to be some sort of human kind of like it can't become superhero comics can't can't really ever become what the Star Trek television show was in the where like where they're in a near utopia and all the problems are from like weird philosophical viewpoints and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And when you introduce cures for cancer and any disease, you yeah. there's a always a threat to like hey well why no one could die. You know, like it's mm -hmm. very. Who? How do you kill people then? And like, you can't. You can't just make all the conflict disappear. Even though there's plenty of people 
in the Marvel Universe that could literally just make, that are powerful enough to make all conflict disappear. Yes. Which, and like, and that's, I feel like, I don't, I think that Brian K. Vaughn is smart enough to be making that, that, like, that argument inside this comic when the pharmaceutical people are like, well, no, that we have to have human progress. We can't just use magic. You know, we can't just uh, take something that is supernatural that we don't understand and then start using that. We have to, we have to be, have authentic human progress in this to, if we're going to cure all these diseases. And, Doctor Strange wisely points out, well, what about what about CAT scans and and vaccines? Like there was a time when that was magic, but now it's yeah. normal. And I feel like that is a subtle nod to like they are at it's a certain way of, of the force of the story, the force of the Marvel universe keeping things in the status the force of the status quo. Mm-hmm. Of course, you can't have that around. That has to be the last bit of it. He has to save Wong with it. Yeah. Well, if you're super magic god guy, you, you're telling me that you can't magic out that serum out of the friggin' sewer. You can't tell me you can't do that. It it got it touched poop. Eric you can't. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it touched poop. You can't get it anymore. I was over the five second rule. Yeah. It, it he had to float all the way down from the top of that yeah. building. It was too late. It touched He's like five, four, three. Oh no! Oh no! Lost forever. One drop left. Let's save, and we could save the world. Let's just save my uh, racist just stereotype. Save my, save my Asian slave. Gosh. And they, they, they complain about the whitewashing in this, in the, in the film. It's, it, there's no, there's no win. It's weird. Yeah, it's. There's just awkward Orientalism all over the place in this old legacy stuff, you know? Yeah, and that's. It, it would, it would be like if they didn't put the Jombo character in the spirit you know, and they're like, oh, well, why are you denying a black person this role? Like, well, you know, look at him. You don't want you don't want that. I mean, of course, of of, of course, that's not the best example because um, Will Eisner was actually kind of cool and admitted he did a lot of things that were kind of a product of his era. Anyway, that's a that's a weird tangent. Well, I, I mean, like, you well, understand what I'm getting at. I No, think. yeah, I understand it inherent to these properties they were made in a time where it was fine to have yeah. just a asian a chinese slave basically that just did whatever yeah. uh that you, you go to you go to tibet and learn magic because it's not a real place where human beings live it's a a place where magic chinese secret happens and uh, it's like they kind like even in the jason aaron stuff the new stuff there's still like it is inescapable no mm-hmm. matter how much you do to make it better which he does it makes it less yeah. bad it's still like as long as you're having this iteration of doctor strange with the way it works and you want him to have wong as a character like it is hard not to have. Hey, it is a, a a wealthy white man now who's who was a monster. Now he's better, but he still keeps like a, a Chinese guy yeah. in, his, in his house who just does what yeah, he wants. Exactly. That's much better than just being a haughty surgeon. Mm-hmm. I it's. I mean, as much as I 
don't like Marvel's decisions with some of the, like the fact they killed Bruce Banner. Yeah. It's just, that kind of is necessary to some of these. I, I mean, I like Doctor Strange. I like the Jason Aaron Doctor Strange. I like his, the idea of Doctor Strange. But at some point, these ideas are so ingrained in this character. If you don't want them in your comic at all, you're just going to have to start over. Mm-hmm. And those Marvel movies are not that. The Marvel movies are the most digestible version of all these characters. Warts and all. It, it's not that it like you can write Wong as an interesting and good character, but he's the root of him is still that Orientalism. Yeah. The the just like Iron Fist, like mm-hmm. you can tr- like the current Marvel Iron Fist, Power Man and Iron Fist is not racist at all, but mm-hmm. it is his character and his origins are still rooted in a white savior. Yeah, well, maybe not. I mean, not really the white savior, but it's like the same idea as Doctor Strange, isn't it? Was it actually like he goes to the he goes to, a, to the he, east and saves people? Yes, yeah. His original Iron Fist is he goes and becomes Iron Fist when none of those none of the blanket Asian people could do it. Mm-hmm. And the Iron the Iron Fist as a title was as a basically a Captain America type, you know? Yeah. It, so, I mean, it's not like – obviously, most Iron Fist stories are set in New York City because 98% of all Marvel stories are set in New York City. But – About what time was this that uh, those books were happening? Which which ones? What are you talking the, about? The ones that you're describing for the Iron Fist. Oh, like that's his origin. Like that's in the 70s. Yeah, but like 70s. when – 70s. 70s, yeah. That's Iron, Iron Fist, Power Man in like 70s. Doctor Strange was 60s. Um, like, like well, you... Iron Fist, it, just like, uh, Power Man was black exploitation. Iron Fist was Kung Fu movies, which are well, just another, that's another exactly... exploitation well, movie. Yeah. No, it's true. Uh, not really because they were very popular in China as well. They became like enter the dragon is kind of an exploitation movie, you know, with Jim Kelly in it. And it, it, it kind of built on that, but I mean, I, I don't know. I think it's weird to call them all exploitation movies because – Well, it's not – I mean exploitation does not inherently mean racist. Like it can mean <laughs> – I'm not saying that it does, but like I don't know. What are you trying what, – what, what? how do you define that? When I think of exploitation how, movies, how I don't – like I think of like women in prison movies from that era mm-hmm. are exploitation movies. And it's very much like here is a – it's like super – exaggerated genre film yeah yeah it's uh, it, you know like it's taking weird to call it, i think i think that that's a a negative connotation when i mean most kung fu movies like the overwhelming majority were made by chinese like film companies by chinese people for chinese people you know i i don't really know about all the history of black exploitation movies but i know like a lot well, of it, they if, were digested at, by a lot at of, that point a, a you at that point, you start like arguing about like. It, even I just if, find it inherently interesting, is all. No, it I. It's not that it's 
uninteresting. It's like it has nothing to do with Doctor Strange at a certain point because it's about mm. it's about it's well, it, filmmaking. It, 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 it's, it's, well, well, it's 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 just sort of about the the well, Doctor Strange the comic the book was created. These characters, Doctor yeah. Strange was created by two white guys. So yeah, like you can there's an argument for that certain exploitation movies certainly because they were made by the culture that was present in the film like how like even how does that change if it's digested by a a like a majority white culture mm-hmm. like does it does that change anything and i i don't know i i have I, I all i know is that doctor strange was and iron fist was not like he was created by white people too and so was power man yeah. like yeah i don't yeah yeah like I, uh, I, I have I'm, no I'm, doubts about any of that. Yeah, I feel like Luke Cage has been like reclaimed from the, like pulled back away from that for the most part. There's, I mean, that's what made that uh, Tartakovsky comic so disconcerting is that it was yeah. still set was, in that tone yes. where we are trying to move that away. And I feel like Jason Aaron's Doctor Strange is doing that does that same thing. It's trying to move it away from that, it, giving him a a, a younger per- perspective, and not. I read this Doctor Strange like he has like that that Mid Atlantic accent. Yes, abs one hundred percent. Transatlantic. Trans- I think is what it's is called. Is it? Is it? Transatlantic. I can't the idea is it was a combination of like posh British and. Like um, uh, like American accents, it was a fake invented accent that they taught at boarding schools. Both both are acceptable according to Wikipedia. Oh really? They're what did the, you say? Mid Atlantic and or Transatlantic. They are. The I same. did not know that Mid Atlantic was a, a thing. That's interesting. And now people. Good for you. You were not wrong. I was only also right. Yes. So I lost we because I get, didn't. We both I didn't get to be right. I didn't prove you wrong, so I lose. That's it's how like that works. Arguing with someone about octopus and octopi. All I know is I want to eat them. They're smart, though. Yes, we eat a lot of smart stuff, Eric. Not really. Yes, we do. How smart uh, do you think a cow is? When they're treated the way that we treat them over generations, they get pretty dumb. Mm. Cows but are... I don't. I don't deny that they're way more intelligent than people give them credit for. We're off the rails. <laughs> We're talking about intelligence of animals. I know. Jesus Christ. We just need to talk to each other more. Our <sighs> conversations meander too. Well, much. I think the the answer to that is you to travel overseas where you'll be unreachable. I don't know that that's going to be the case, but we're going to see. I just don't know. You'll be. Uh, can, uh, Wi-Fi works. I think that's the only. You're, that's true. I don't know that my boat's going to have Wi-Fi. Mm, you can pay $3 million for it. That is that is the going rate for Wi-Fi, isn't it? It's a lot, especially when you have no other choices. Mm-hmm. I do feel like if I'm on a plane for 10 hours, uh, that paying 30 bucks for Wi-Fi, probably not a bad investment. It depends if you can sleep on a plane or not. Mm, I can't sleep with all these motherfucking snakes. On your motherfucking plane? Mm-hmm. We're not even talking about anything anymore. That's true. We're just delirious. I shouldn't have taken all this acid. Oh, no. Uh, is there is there anything else you wanted to talk about for Doctor Strange? The Oath? I don't know. I feel like we've pretty well covered it. I, I kind of want 
Brian K. Vaughn to write more Doctor Strange, but that's probably never going to happen. He's probably never going to write for uh, Marvel again. I wouldn't say never, but it would require a substantial sum of money, probably. It, it usually does. And maybe he could... It would have a do a like, hey, here a, a, another contained story, much like this one. No, mm-hmm. not that. A... That is, yeah, that is one of my favorite things about this is how it does work in and of itself, and you don't have to derp around with uh, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, it is. It is a. It is the first thing I would recommend for someone to read for Doctor Strange. I would say read this, and then go straight to Jason Aaron. <laughs> I actually have the collected edition of the essential Doctor Strange, like the old, yeah, Dicko the older and... comics, yeah, and it not as not as interesting as this, you it, know, not it, bad, but this is this is superior. I, it is. I always found the the Dicko Strange interesting just because of it, comparing it to other comics at the time. It, yeah, it was interesting in that way seeing what it was doing compared to Fantastic Four or something like that. Mm-hmm. But it's hard as a modern reader to go back to it. Um, I would say this is the first – it's five issues. It's tight. It gives you a good short origin and introduction into Doctor Strange. Then jump into the modern-day Doctor Strange who you get kind of an idea of where he came from and now where he is now. This is the first thing. I someone who went and saw the movie and wanted to read a comic, I'd give them this. Yeah. This is the right place to go. And then they could pick up the Jason Aaron stuff, and it's ongoing, so they could just keep reading that. Yeah. I, I feel like the quality is still there, even if the characterization of Strange is slightly different. I think that'll do it. Mm-hmm. Next, well, not next week. Eric has mentioned that he will be going to, on a whirlwind trip across Europe, so we will not be having a new episode until the night until let's see the monday the 5th of december or on tuesday morning if you're probably a normal person and listen to podcasts uh the day after they come out um technically so three basically three weeks from now the next episode and we will be reading from hell by alan moore and eddie campbell alan moore and eddie campbell story of jack the ripper and generational changes it's a strange thing that's in three weeks time just read along with us join the discussion that's what they say right i that that i say that every day every day join the discussion we are the handsome boys comics hour you can find us at handsomeboyscomicshour.com everything is there links to our facebook facebook.com slash handsomeboyscomics hour twitter at hbc hour you can email us at handsomeboyscomics at gmail.com reach out like follow all those good things talk to us if you want us to read something in particular we'll try and get it done if we can you can find me on Twitter at Mixmaster Serial. That's M I X M A S T E R C E R E A L. Eric, where can they find you and your things online? Well, you can see my portfolio by going to freewillunlimited.com and see most of the things I get up to online by going to ericzgoodnight.com. That includes my Instagram, where I'm known as Easy Goodnight, and my Twitter, where I'm at uh, Mr. Bad Example, spelled M R Bad Example. So, with that, folks, we will call it a day. Have a good one. Rock and roll.